Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. For today's Song of the Soul, we'll be heading over to Indiana for a visit with Carrie Newcomer. She's a gentle, deep, probing singer-songwriter. You'll get some idea of her character if you visit CarrieNewcomer.com. At the moment, on her homepage, you'll find mention of her support of the Bloomington Hometown Animal Shelter and a review of her newest CD, Before and After, by No Depression Magazine where they say that the music is delicate yet strong, with a voice rich with warmth and deep with soul. You'll notice that her schedule includes visits to Sierra Christian Church, Petaluma UCC Church, and First Friends Church in Indianapolis. All this sounds to me like a perfect recommendation for a prospective guest for a show called Song of the Soul. Carrie joins us from her home in Indiana. Carrie, it's wonderful to have you here for Song of the Soul. Great to be here. Nice to talk with you today. One of the amazing things is, Carrie, that I have never in person heard you, and I've been exposed to relatively little of your music before just recently. How is it possible that I didn't connect with this wealth of music and spirit? Well, you know, I'm not sure, but I'm certainly glad that you have recently heard more about what I'm doing, and it's great to talk to you. Thanks. How many recordings do you have out there? You tour pretty widely, too, right? I do. I tour all over the country and a little bit in Europe, and I did a tour in India this fall. and So, yeah, I, I, I do travel quite a bit. 
I have 12 nationally released recordings on Rounder Records and then two that I did on my own before I began working with Rounder Records. Something I noticed on your website that's different than other people, for the contact people, you know, you've got your booking agent and this and that. You have a specific booking person I dealt with named Kelly for spiritual venues. What's that about? When I have a new album, I I do have a new album that just came out called Before and After, and there's generally a publicist who kind of lets people in the media and radio just know that it's there and what it's about, and Kelly Hughes is a wonderful publicist. She works primarily with people who are interested in a spiritual component. There is a spiritual component to my work that runs very clearly through it, but it's inclusive. It's very inclusive and not exclusive. And so I jump spiritual and secular lines kind of daily. I really like that. I really like that a lot. I think I'm one of a growing number of people who are out there making art that or maybe just even in general, that are choosing not to put the sacred in such a small box, you know, opening what that picture might look like. Well, this fits in with the fact that you're Quaker, as am I. That's one of the reasons it was so amazing that I hadn't run into you. Yeah, and it is very unusual because I have attended an unprogrammed Quaker meeting for many, many years. Well, let's talk a little bit about the music you've selected for today's Song of the Soul. I would not characterize your music as headbanging music, nor rap, nor hard rock, acid rock. None of those things fit. How do you self-describe your music? Well, it's very acoustic-based, though I do use electric instruments depending on the album and the arrangement of the songs. But it is acoustic-based, kind of singer-songwriter work. It does cross over. It's been interesting that my work has never fit really neatly in any one category. Sometimes I'll call it Americana because it's wonderfully vague. It's acoustic and it has some elements of pop and has uh, sometimes some elements or instrumentation of country but has some very folk, especially in subject matter, kinds of, of leanings. So it crosses boundaries. Well, let's give people an example of your music. How would you like to start out your Song of the Soul? What song would you like to begin with? Well, the new album is called Before and After. That might be a nice place to start. It's it's a song about transformation, about those before and after moments that, you know, there was before and then there was after, and life was different. Sometimes they're big moments that we point to and say it was the birth of a child or it was the loss of someone we love. The big things, but often they're small moments. It's a small moment that you didn't realize at the time would stay with you, that you would remember, that changed you in some way, before and after. The dust settles after a hit and run, bewildered by the damage done. I don't know why we choose the roads we travel or how a life could get so unraveled we live our lives from then until now by the mercies received or the mark upon our brow to my heart the four winds will scatter and frame my life by before 
and after Once a trick of light made me believe A red fire was blazing from every tree We held hands as the evening gathered I forgave myself for what I didn't ask her Once I saw the sky filled with falling stars Bumped my head in the dark and it left a scar Held on too tight before I let it go Then forgave myself for what I didn't know upon our brow To my heart I'll collect what the four winds will scatter and frame my life by before and after I've stretched my soul over fifty states I have lived on fumes and religious cornflakes and once I Gave myself for what didn't matter God said, Cain, where is your brother? And who will tell his grieving mother? Jacob dreamt an angel called his name That was Before and After by Carrie Newcomer, who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. And Carrie, if I had to attribute a main message to that song, one thing that kept coming back to me was about acceptance and forgiveness. Does that fit at all? Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, there is a a running line, I forgave myself for this or for that, and that we forgive ourselves, that we we look back and we see those moments where things changed and, you know, we give up hope that we could ever change the past. I mean, I think that's kind of when true forgiveness happens is when you finally lay down any idea that you could change what's already happened. 
you can only go from here and learn what you learned from the experience. So yes, there is a certain amount of acceptance of saying, this has been my life, and these were beautiful things that happened to me, and this was a tragedy, and this was a mistake. I was very excited about this song and that also Mary Chapin Carpenter does a beautiful harmony on it. She so graciously said she would do it, and, and it's just a lovely, lovely part, and I will be opening some shows for her on her new album tour. So that was a very nice thing with this new album and this, this title cut. Well, it's wonderful to have the two of you making the music there together. I was curious about one of the verses in there. Most of them seem personal, like personal transformation. And then toward the end, there's the verse where you mention both about Cain and about Jacob. How do they fit in there for you? And how do they fit in there for you religiously or the ideas that you carry? There's a fascination, you know, with both of those characters. Cain made a terrible mistake. It's, it's hard to go through a life without making, at some point, a terrible mistake. And Cain did. And he walked the rest of his life in the story with the mark on his head that marked his mistake, but also marked a protection. It was an interesting kind of twist in the story. It's a fascinating story and powerful. Same thing with Jacob. You know, there was a dream. He had a dream that he wrestled an angel, that he met an angel, and he was never the same again. You know, there's something about those stories. You know, there are deep, old spiritual stories, some of them Old Testament, some of them from other spiritual works. You know, there's a lot of power in those stories. You know, that's why they're still around. That Icarus flew too close to the sun, and the wings melted and he fell. They're powerful stories. They still teach us something, you know, about being human and about this experience of walking through the world. So, you know, I ended the song with these kind of archetypal spiritual stories that are talking about mistake and forgiveness and transformation and the opening up forward. Well, then, what does the verse mean where you say that you traveled all across the U.S. and you lived on fumes and religious cornflakes? What are religious cornflakes? It's, a, it's kind of a serious song, but people always laugh at that line, which makes me really happy because, you know, a lot of my songs do have this element of humor to them. I, I think when you're a poet and writer, it's very easy to be very serious. We think about deep things and we consider them and we notice things. And at the same time, I think humor has saved me so many times in my life, learning how to laugh, learning how to laugh at myself, that we're funny. People are... People fascinate me, they amaze me, they inspire me, they bewilder me, and, and they also just amuse me. We're, we're just, people are so funny. So I like to add a little elements of humor, even in serious songs, because I guess that's just how I see the world. But in that line, I've stretched my soul over 50 states and lived on fumes and religious cornflakes. And I dreamt my shoes had grown thin and battered and forgave myself for what didn't matter. It's a, it's a personal moment of all this traveling and all this living out on the road, meeting so many people, encountering so many different kinds of ideas. Uh, I love it. I do love it. But there have been times when my soul has felt very stretched thin that time to go home and gather all the pieces together that I've been stretching myself and my spirit from here to India. So it's time to go home to my little place in the woods. Um, religious cornflakes. That line kind of refers to 
spiritual fast food. There's the kind of spiritual nourishment you get I, that I get from solitude. Even when I'm traveling, I, I try to meditate in the morning before I head off to the airport or where I'm going. I sit in Quaker meditation. That I, I do read things that continue to keep me thinking and processing. I write. I pray. I do the things that spiritually fill me in a healthy kind of way. But, you know, you can also just kind of like, there's this kind of fast food, too. It can help for a while, but it doesn't ultimately satisfy you for very long. Well, tell us some more about Moria Music. Where do we go next from here, Carrie? Well, since we were talking about the little home in the woods, <laughs> uh, let's go to a song called Geodes. You know, I live in this part of Indiana. Like, the glaciers came down and stopped right about where I live. And so what you think of as the flat Indiana farmland is, like, north of us. And where I live, it's very green and very rolling and a lot of limestone here. It was a shallow sea at one point in long, long ago history. But something happened in the geological formation of this area, and geodes are everywhere. You know, they're they're kind of gray-brown rocks, and you open them up, and there's crystals inside. And literally, there's, like, a couple creeks that run through the area where I live, and, you know, every other rock is a geode. I mean, we just pile them up in the garden, and I don't know anyone in Monroe County who doesn't have a whole pile on their porch. They're just everywhere, and they're amazing. They're magical. They're astounding, and yet they're commonplace. They're just like rocks on the road for us, and at the same time, there's this sparkling center to them that is, is a miracle. So... I liked the metaphor. I liked the metaphor of the geode, that it's every day and it's common, and yet at the same time, it's a miracle right there in front of me. Though you can't always tell one from another, and it's best not to judge a book by its tattered cover, I've found when I tried or look deeper inside What appears unadorned Might be wondrously formed You can't always tell But sometimes you just know Round here We throw geodes in our gardens They're as common as the rain Corn, silk in July Unpretentious browns and grays A stain of Indiana clay They're what's left of shallow seas Glacial rock and mystery And inside there shines A secret brightest promise And all these things that we call familiar Are just miracles clothed In the commonplace You'll see if you try In the next stranger's eyes A God walks around in muddy boots Sometimes rags and that's the truth You can't always tell But sometimes you just know And some say geodes were made From pockets of tears Trapped away in small places For years upon years Pressed down and transformed Till the true self was born And the whole world moved on Like the last notes of a song A love letter sent without return address 
from another And it's best not to judge a book By its tattered cover I don't open them to see Folks round here just like me We have come to believe There's hidden good in common things You can't always tell But sometimes you just know You can't always tell, but sometimes you just know. That beautiful and inspirational song was Geodes. It's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Carrie Newcomer. And Carrie, I have to say, I had never thought of geodes that way before. We've got one sitting at our house, too. But I had not thought of that as another one of those good metaphors for how I think of the inner light. And since you're Quaker, you'll probably understand what I'm referring to here. It's like you look at people who sometimes have very rough and perhaps antagonistic exteriors. But one of the things I've learned to do is to visualize that inner light within them, the precious center, so that it can transform how I relate to them. And I think I did love that metaphor, that idea, that sparkling center of things, that light, that light of the Spirit is sometimes found in the most unexpected places, and that there's goodness everywhere. I think that's probably one of the things that all this traveling has done for me. I mean, it's done a lot of different things for me. It's really given me this sense of how much goodness there is out there in the world. I think it's very easy if you're aware of the news or you're, you keep in touch with what's happening in the world, I think it's easy to feel overwhelmed very quickly. So there's a lot of sorrows out there, that's for sure, and a lot of work to be done. But I'm so encouraged that everywhere I go, I mean everywhere, not like one place or some or most places, I mean every community I go to, I find people who are trying to make the world just a little kinder place. And it gives me great hope. I said earlier in the interview, I, was, I spent a month in India this fall. I was, I was there, with the, I was there with, actually with the American Embassy. I was there for four days with the American Embassy School as an artist in residence. And then the American Embassy sent me around as a kind of a cultural ambassador all over the country to sing for Indian audiences in the afternoons, you know, visit community service and NGO projects. And uh, I have to admit, though, here I am, Quaker folk singer. You know, when they called me up, it's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know what I do? It's okay, we are the world, you know, Quaker folk singer type. And it was very encouraging because what they said to me was, we're looking for music that builds bridges. We have plenty enough walls. What a lovely thing to hear. There's folks out there. And that's what I found when I was in India as well. I see it here in the States. I see it everywhere I go that there are folks who have such goodness of spirit, the sparkling center of the geode, the namaste, that of God in each one of us. I find it everywhere I go. That's very encouraging. It is, especially if you have the eyes to see it. If we're not trained to look for that crystal core within, we may miss it. Well, one thing I don't want to miss is your next song. What's number three on your list for this Song of the Soul? Well, since we're just talking about India, let's, let's do If Not Now, because the song was written as a call, a call to If Not Now, When. It's a call to the thread that pulls between us. 
that we recognize everywhere, the unstoppable quality of hope. I sang it a lot when I was in India. Hope is needed everywhere. So, yeah, it seems appropriate after the last bit of our conversation, if not now. If not now, tell me when. If not now, tell me when. We may never see this moment or place and time again. If not now, if not now, tell me when. I see sorrow and trouble in this land. I see sorrow and trouble in this land Although there will be struggle We'll make the change we can If not now, if not now Tell me when If not now Tell me when If not now Tell me when
That was Carrie Newcomer with her song off of her newest release CD, Before and After. The song is If Not Now. You know, that if not now can be said different ways. One of them can be impatiently. And I don't hear you saying it like, well, if not now, when am I going to get my allowance? You know, it's not that sense at all. I have a sense of the prayer of it's possible that we can do it now. I guess you believe that strongly in the possible. I do believe in the possible, partly because I see it. I see it everywhere. There's a Rabbi Hill quote. I may be paraphrasing here. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? And when I am for myself, what am I? And if not now, when? I think it's a call, a call to do what we can while we can. Sometimes I'll do workshops. I, I do workshops as well as performances. I, I do workshops on the idea of vocation, vocation being different than career, it's about calling and writing, creative writing, songwriting with a spiritual current. Sometimes actually on uh, activism and art. I tend to think that our best activism generally comes out of what we love the most. Sometimes it's important to show up for a rally. You know, you just need bodies there at, at the food bank to help out this week and Sometimes that's what's important. It's very important, too. But I tend to think that our most potent activism comes out of what we love and who we are. And what I mean by that is, for instance, I have, I have a friend who's an accountant, and when she lines up all the numbers and she gets to the bottom of the numbers and it, it all works out, she says she gets giddy happy. And she volunteers and she does accounting work for people. And I know often she's worked for nonprofits and and she does a great job. She doesn't burn out. She loves what she's doing. And she's giving from something she truly loves. Sometimes a person is a great listener. Sometimes they're a great baker. Sometimes they're an architect. You know, whatever it is and who you are, I think that's where our most potent contributions arise. When you're performing, Carrie, are you always doing it alone? Do you have a backup band? Or how do you do your performances? Well, it depends on the tour. Sometimes I will go out as a solo and do something very intimate like that. And I, I love working as a solo because there is an intimacy that happens with one person standing up and singing. Often I'll go out with a pianist. I've been working with a wonderful pianist named Gary Walters for many years now. And we'll go out as a duo. This last tour, we did several shows where it was piano and myself and then a cellist, violinist, kind of almost like a dream quartet kind of feel. I've traveled with a full rock band type drum bass guitar sort of thing. It just depends on the album, really. And also, you know, over the, the past few years, I've, I've been very excited about some really fun collaborations I've been able to be a part of. I've been doing a performance concert events with Philip Gully. Just a wonderful, wonderful Quaker author and theologian with Parker Palmer, who I just adore and admire his work so much. So I've so loved doing events with Parker. I've worked with Jill Bolte-Taylor, who, whose book, My Stroke of Insight, is fascinated, I think really intrigued how our minds work and that mind and body and spirit combination. I've just had the opportunity to work with some just incredible people. You know, Scott Russell Sanders, another author from here in Indiana, just beautiful essayist and environmentalist. You know, lots of musical collaborations as well. 
actually I'm working on a play right now with a playwright based on one of my songs called Betty's Diner. And, and actually in about two weeks I'll be collaborating with Amjad Ali Khan and his two sons Ayan and Aman. They are masters of the Indian Sarod. They're like the yo-yo ma of, of Sarod. It's just a beautiful instrument. We're just learning about Sarod here in, in the West. We're a little more familiar with sitar you know, after it was introduced by the Beatles in the 60s and that whole era, the sarod is a, a beautiful stringed Indian instrument, a bit more subtle. So I love what I'm doing in terms of my own music, but I'm just so loving these great opportunities to collaborate, just pushing my edges in all kinds of ways. You mentioned Betty's Diner. You're going to have a play or something about that. Do you want to share the song as well? Oh, sure. That would be great. Yeah, we've, I've been working on a play. It's still in development, but it's been just great fun working on it with playwright Richard Thomas. And, you know, Betty Steiner, I, I guess, came out of a lot of this traveling and meeting in the communities and the people I meet. I really do love people. I, I do. I know it's so unfashionable to say that anymore. So it's ever so hip to be ever so cynical, but you know, I really kind of love people. They amaze me, and they they humble me all the time. And I get such beautiful windows, and sometimes they're funny windows, and sometimes sad windows into people's lives because of how I travel and the kind of music I do and the kind of workshops I give. So Betty's Diner, I think, it was first a short story, and then it became a song about this little hometown diner and all the people that come and visit the place. And You know, where does community happen? Where does the spirit move? And sometimes that's in our places of worship, but so many times it's in the small and unexpected places, like Betty's Diner. Around the woods, the lit night counter, a little joint called Betty's Diner, chrome and checkered tablecloths, one steamy window pane. Got the job that shaky fall And after hours she'll ride till dawn With a nod and smile she serves them all Here we are all in one place The wants and wounds of the human race Despair and hope sit face to face When you're coming from the cold Let it fill your cup something She's heard it all, so she don't mind Arthur lets his blue gray steeps and say April, it's been hard to sleep You know they tried most everything Yet it took her in the end Kevin tests new saxophones But he swears he's leaving quality control For the Chicago scene or New Orleans Where they still play Roger's horns Here we are all in one place The wants and wounds of the human race Despair and hope sit face to face When you're coming from the cold And fill your cup She's heard it all, so she don't mind Jack studies here after work To get 
fool, he's the first His big hands look comfortable With a hammer or a pen And Emily then kissed his cheek And when she did, his knees got weak Miranda smiles at him and winks Here we are all in one place The wants and wounds of the human race Despairing hopes Interaction, Betty Steiner by Carrie Newcomer. When I heard that song, by the way, Carrie, that's when I knew you were a people watcher. I knew you were, shall we say, a keen student of human life. Some performers, singers, are very extroverted going around. They don't necessarily take in what's going on around them because they're the center of motion. I have the sense of you as kind of a calm presence moving amongst people. Are you the one who's going to monopolize the conversation when you talk with a group of people? Um, I love a good interaction, and I like just to ask people questions, and I'm always amazed that people answer me. You know, know, if you walk into a party, try this the next time. Next time you go into a, a, a gathering people, instead of saying, you know, where are you from, or what kind of work do you do? Just say, tell me about your grandmother. And tell me about your first car. Or do you have a dog? <laughs> you know? And just and then let people talk and listen. And you will hear the most astounding things. I can guarantee you. That's exactly my experience, too. It sounds like you're a spirit after my own spirit. A number of years ago, I was considering what I wanted to do with my life when I grew up, and I'm talking about when I was in my 40s. And I decided what my perfect avocation would be would be to be the old man 
who sits on a bench in the middle of town and talks to people. The kids could come to me and talk to me, and I'd listen, and people would walk by, and I'd notice what they got from the store. That would be my perfect avocation, because I think our world needs listeners, presences. We need community. We do need community, and I think we need connection. I do think a lot of what I write about is this idea of relationship. Relationships sometimes being personal relationships, sometimes romantic relationships, but also community relationships like Betty's Diner that are based on individuals, but also in how all those individuals connect. I think also in spiritual relationships, that's something greater than ourselves that moves in and among the world. I do believe that community is an important part of being a human, of, of walking around in this world. Now, you know, I'm a person who also appreciates solitude. You know, in terms of the Myers-Briggs testing, I'm I'm kind of off-the-scale introvert, which I say I love people and I love being around people, but I do gain a lot of energy in solitude. I have to recharge. I've had to learn how to balance that, that as much as I love being out there and I love people and I love talking to folks, that I need to balance that with that my meditation time and the time alone that I recharge. The writer of Ecclesiastes kind of had it right there. <laughs> it's the time for everything. And I think it's time for another one of your wonderful songs. What's next up for Song of the Soul? I have a song on the new album, Before and After. It's called I Do Not Know Its Name. At the beginning of the Tao Te Ching, it says, the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao. Thinking about this and how, you know, thinking about moments of transcendence, this idea of not wanting to put the sacred in such a small container. You know, I do not know its name. It's, it's really a series of moments, a series of vignettes. You know, moments where I felt the presence of something greater, but it came out of something very practical, a very human moment. And it's, we have so many distractions in the world. I mean, just, just think about between email, phones, and how many other kinds of media, how many distractions we have in our lives. And, you know, it's so easy to not be present in our own lives. I do not know its name. It was really a series of moments like that. I should mention, you know, since we were talking about Quakerism, the first verse is about a conversation with a wonderful Quaker poet, Paul Lacey, having breakfast with him at Pendle Hill, which is a Quaker retreat center, and he read me Mary Oliver poetry over oatmeal. Does it get better than that? You know? <laughs> so, I do not know its name. He leaned in and whispered as he turned the page And he said, make yourself in to a flame A crazy old lion Grinning like a little boy who has a secret And I do not know its name Though it's ever entwining But I believe it must look like an old mansion Peaches by roadside stale juice running down like laughter on our chin and on our hands when we 
each other And you said, come on, Carrie It must taste like peaches eaten by the roadside He drove a rental car shuttle to the airports on Sundays We chatted that great morning about the choir he sang with Wednesdays He sang a haunting gospel hymn, shameless and clear with tuned in. This is Song of the Soul. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production, and our website is northernspiritradio.org. Today, for Song of the Soul, we have Carrie Newcomer here with us. She is a singer-songwriter musician from Indiana. The song we just listened to was I Do Not Know Its Name. That seems a little bit contradictory to say it that way. The name of the song is I Do Not Know Its Name. <laughs> of a quandary there. It's a great song. And, you know, you mentioned the Tao Te Ching, the the Tao that can be named as not Tao. I've always considered that passage in parallel with Paul writing and when he said that the letter kills and the spirit gives life, it's the same thing. You find the life 
in the things that can't be captured and packaged and spelled out on a 3 by 5 note card. It's so much deeper than that. Let's go on. We've got time for one last song. I think I know what you want to conclude with. The Gathering of Spirits, right? Yeah, that'd be great. And where does this song come from, and what's it about? The Gathering of Spirits, it's become almost a bit of a theme song, I guess. Some songs become old friends. You know, some songs have a, a moment in time in my life and my performances, and, and then some become old friends. And this song has become an old friend. It kind of works on a couple different levels. In one aspect, it could be about the kind of friend that even when you haven't seen each other for a long time, when you see each other again, it's like no time has passed at all. And that's a treasure in this world and in this life, that kind of connection. You know, it also can work on a spiritual level that will take up where we left off when we all meet again, beyond the veil of this world. So it kind of works on a couple different levels. But, but essentially, we'll take up where we left off when we all meet again. The song is Gathering of Spirits. Let it go, my love, my truest. Let it sail on silver wings. A life's a twinkling, that's for certain. But it's such a fine thing. There's a gathering of spirits. There's a festival of friends. And we'll take up where we left off. We all meet again. I can't explain it. I couldn't if I tried. How the only things we carry are the things we hold inside, like a day in the open. Like the love we won't forget. Like the laughter that we started and. It hasn't died down yet, oh Let it go, my love, my truest Let it sail on silver wings Life's a twinkling, that's for certain But it's such a fine thing There's a gathering of spirits There's a festival of friends And we'll take up where we left off When we all meet again Oh yeah, now It shine Aren't we standing in the center of Something rare and fine Some glow like embers Like a light through colored glass Some give it all in one great flame Throwing kisses as they pass Oh, let it go, my love, my truest Let it sail on silver wings Life's a twinkling, that's for certain but it's such a fine thing There's a gathering of spirits There's a festival of friends And we'll take up where we left off When we all meet again There's heaven in our midst And we're never really all that far From those we love and this Wade out in the water 
there's a glory all around And the wise say there's a thousand ways to kneel and kiss the ground Oh, let it go, my love, my truest, let it sail on silver wings Life's a twinkling, that's for certain, but it's such a fine thing There's a gathering of spirits, there's a festival of friends Take up where we left off and we all meet again And we'll take up where we left off and we all meet again The Gathering of Spirits by Carrie Newcomer I felt so fortunate having you with me here today, Carrie. Really beautiful music and the beautiful thoughts to encounter those directly from your mouth is really a precious gift itself. I want to mention Carrie's website is carrienewcomer.com. Of course, you can always find her via my website, northernspiritradio.org. I really have loved having you here for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much for joining me, Carrie. Thanks. Thanks so much. It's been great to talk to you. That was Carrie Newcomer, today's Song of the Soul guest. Again, her website is carrienewcomer.com. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can 